0: Saving it up, Friday night, with the Sultans,
1: with the Sultans of Slam, and welcome to the damn, come on and slam, welcome to the Sultans of Slam for April 5th, 2020. We are here on a Sunday afternoon to talk about the pro wrestling news of the week. Specifically, we will be reviewing AEW Dynamite. We will be talking about the biggest event in wrestling this week. And of course, I'm not talking about WrestleMania. I'm talking about the Total Bellas Season 5 premiere. Your host this week, myself, Lee. Joined by my wife, Krista.
0: Hi.
1: Who I've also made sit through all these things. Uh, and we'll now ye- regurgitate what happened back at her. And if she has anything to interject, we would love to have you. Uh, Reed will not be joining us. Uh, you can listen to what he's been up to on the uh, Public Alpha podcast in terms of video games. In the meantime, it's me holding down the fort here on Sultans. We're going to start with AEW Dynamite, as uh, probably the majority of our listener base would prefer prefer to hear that to Total Bellas, let's be honest. Uh, that being said, WrestleMania night one, we're in the middle of WrestleMania WrestleMania is it's going on for 24 hours. They did three hours of content last night. Now we're just waiting for the other half of the show, which is tonight, Sunday. Uh, we skipped through some of the WrestleMania stuff. It seemed like they made some decisions like facing the uh, the hard camera to the ramp like AEW does. What people have been asking them to do on Raw and SmackDown. Changed some things up. Uh, obviously lots of lighting, lots of uh, cool stuff like that. Uh, and then we are going to review... One match from WrestleMania later on in the show as we have a listener email or question regarding it. So stay tuned for that after Total Bellas as well. We will talk about the Boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. AW Dynamite, Wednesday, April 1st, April Fool's Day from atlanta georgia somewhere apparently the rules in that state allow you to have more than 10 people in close proximity allowing us to once again have heels and faces in the audience for the show whereas last week they were not the uh the arena is a little different than we're used to the last couple of weeks it's obviously a smaller uh venue let's say it's not the jacksonville jaguars arena uh tony shivani introduces the show along with cody and pharaoh they were all social distanced um Letting us know that next week, the TNT Championship Tournament will begin, uh, which I believe is going to be the secondary tournament, uh, secondary championship in AEW. So you know how uh, WWE has their championship, but then they have like the Intercontinental or the USA title. Uh, AEW will not have the same. The bracket is as follows. Uh, Cody and Sean Spears will uh, will fight Sammy versus Darby uh then there's Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana. Uh, those are going to be taking place over the next couple of weeks and we will determine who the first TNT champion is. What do you think of the show, AW overall, Krista? I
0: like that it started with a dog.
1: That's that's right. Can't go wrong. Uh we had a dog, we had Jericho, we had a uh we had a large man beating up a small man.
0: Oh, that was
1: uh, fun. Yeah, that was fun. Let's let's get down to it. Uh tonight Hold on to your hats, because we're going to see the debut of The Natural Nightmares, which is a new tag team uh, consisting of QT Marshall, the balding man who's just a... Good time wrestler guy and Dustin Rhodes, brother of Cody. Uh, Lance Archer will debut tonight. He wants a match with Cody. Cody says, "Hey, you don't have, uh, you don't, you know, you don't even have a rank in this thing. So here, fight our littlest guy." I guess was the idea there. Uh, we will also see Hikaru Shida in action, who is the number one ranked women's wrestler to challenge for the championship. Uh, do you know who the current women's champion is in AEW? No. Uh, it is Nyla Rose, the Native Beast. She beat uh, the tiny tiny uh riho to uh, oh. to become champion and now she's uh yeah she's uh physically imposing so it's gonna be hard to dethrone her at this point she's like the really big
0: as in like very tall she's bi-
1: just yeah a big uh, a big lady oh um da-da-da-da-da. the main event tonight will be uh cody and darby versus uh, sammy and spears uh so we're gonna see that later in the show but first up trent versus kenny omega uh, a gentlemanly handshake to start the match. Um, Trent, moonsault to the uh, to Kenny on the outside. Best friends break. Uh, social distancing to do a little bit of hugging on the ramp here. Kenny with a dive uh, on all three of them. Uh, Tony says there are seven new merch items in the store. If you want to support AEW at this time, go check out seven new t-shirts. Uh, go check that out. Uh, Kenny with three neck breakers. Uh, Trent with a kick out. Kick to the face or hand, depending on who you ask of the commentators. 10 of 20 minutes have elapsed. The men brawl to the outside of the ring. Trent with a big DDT reversal uh, of the one-wing angel. Uh, Huge clothesline. Two minutes left. Trent murders Kenny from the top rope. It wasn't really a wrestling move as much as it was. uh, He just tossed him onto his neck from the top rope. Uh, Near fall. Kenny with the knee strike. The one-wing angel and Kenny wins. Uh, The one-wing angel, which as I let you know, was named after... Final Fantasy VII Sephiroth, yes, is yes. z- his <laughs> finishing move, and no one kicks out of it. That's actually a finishing move that, if if landed properly, uh, canonically, no one has kicked out of it.
0: Has it been, ever been landed incorrectly?
1: Yes. There, um. There'll there be times when, like, Kenny is injured or, or something like that, and you're like, oh, he didn't get all of it, or there'll be another reason. Uh, in that really good tag match on the Revolution pay-per-view, mm. uh, Adam Page... Uh, delivered a one wing angel that was kicked out of But you see it wasn't Kenny delivering it so, you oh, have, so it wasn't yeah, done properly so The people who yeah. care can care That's basically it uh, when it comes to that So uh, we have a Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho recap Krista <laughs> how do you feel about Matt Hardy
0: Uh. (laughs) what what can be
1: said uh so this is his broken gimmick uh this started in tnt him and his brother and he just started doing this fucking crazy shit uh they would record all these vignettes from their house and it's basically the same character like this is the same guy uh the way he speaks the way he refers to people uh this is the gimmick and then he went back to wwe because he got famous again so wwe gave him a huge paycheck to come back Mm -hmm. he they kind of did they did the awoken gimmick he's like awoken matt hardy because he can't be broken Oh, I see. He's like, woke. my, And then he's woke. like telling people to delete and like it never really got anywhere because of course, once it gets put through the ringer of WWE, it's not the same thing. No. Uh, so here they are just letting him do that thing again, but in AEW, which is fine. People like it. Uh, I've, I'm kind of indifferent to it. Do
0: people like it?
1: People do like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, they did like almost like a, like we just watched that Boneyard match. Yeah. There's a bunch of Matt Hardy content from TNT that's like that. Oh, really? Uh, there's one where they're in a wrestling ring in the ba- Wrestling ring, sorry, in the backyard. I'm missing hockey. Wrestling <laughs> ring in the backyard, and uh, they're shooting, like, firecrackers at each other. Oh, Jeff fun. and Matt and stuff. <laughs> uh, there's one where there's, like, tons of drones attacking Jeff Hardy's house, and he's, like, hitting them with baseball bats and shit.
0: Wait, were they fighting each other?
1: They were fighting each other. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he refers to his brother Jeff as brother Nero. Um, Jeff Hardy also had a bunch of weird gimmicks in TNT. He had Willow, where he was, like, a slender man with an umbrella or something (laughs) listen anything goes and as i smack the microphone i'm sorry hikaru shida sizzle reel going into a match with uh anna jay who appears to be some kind of jobber cody somewhat buries her here either intentionally or unintentionally at the start uh vertical suplex to jay knee strikes uh one two three shida wins this one uh just making her look a little strong as she's the number one contender uh, fine, good, uh, good to have a ladies match on here, last last week didn't have a women's match mm-hmm. for one reason or another uh, Moxley and Hagar recap um, yeah, so apparently on an episode of Dark which is the uh, YouTube based I think it's still YouTube based, I think they're actually moving it to TV is really. like the, the side shows so they just do extra matches, and then it's on Dark so all the lesser wrestlers who aren't on the main show not lesser wrestlers, but they have a place to, to wrestle as well, and then storyline stuff happens on there sometimes, like in this case, uh Hagar put Mox out with a chokehold. Um Moxley a little bit of a sizzle reel here as champion. He's he's calling out Hagar. Uh the inner circle's talking about Moxley to talk about how they offered uh him everything and he turned it down. He's a maverick, Jericho's calling him. Uh, you know, we can't we can't uh can't predict this guy he's all over the place uh and then there's a cool part here where Mox puts over his opponent which i said is something that WWE never does uh is the babyface saying i'm not afraid to fight this guy i'm am a brave babyface but i am aware that uh he i'm not a, i'm not afraid of you but i know you can choke me out so this is i got to take this seriously uh which doesn't hurt either guy and makes the match seem like it's more important rather than saying my opponent's an idiot i'm going to handedly beat him uh which does nothing for anyone Jericho says uh, that they are they are of one unit, the inner circle. They're not like the elite who are constantly hitting uh, finishers on each other and moves on each other, uh, and that they don't drink on the job, which was just delusional Jericho, <laughs> who has had champagne in his hand every week on uh, this show since its inception. Uh, in two weeks, we will see a no-holds-barred match, Moxley and Hagar. Uh, Marco Stunt versus Lance Archer is next. Colt Cabana takes over commentary here, so Cody is gone. Uh, after this point, okay,
0: that's what I thought,
1: yeah, uh yeah. it's Colt Cabana now, who is like kind of a goofy uh not not jobber guy, but he's like a mid mid level wrestler is entertaining, is like an opener kind of kind of guy, like a goofy he also does like a okay. a pretty prolific podcast that was involved in the c m punk controversies uh where c m Punk spoke out about vince and, and kind of the details of his firing. Colt Cabana was wrapped in that. Because uh, it was his podcast as all this stuff broke on. So there was lots of lawsuits going on. There's a lot going on on Wikipedia if you look up Colt Cabana. I'll just say that. Uh, first, we hear from Jake the Snake Roberts who whispers some threatening stuff to us about what Lance Archer will be able to do. And that, uh, hey, you wanted him to do a match. Now he's going to beat up your, your little man. Uh, the murder hawk monster Lance Archer takes off his shirt revealing that he is no longer Tramp Stamp Hoyt. In fact, he now has a full back tattoo. Uh, Whereas I was telling Krista back in TNT, uh, back in TNA, sorry. There you go. Uh, Earlier, I also, I think I referred to (laughs) Matt and Jeff in TNT. It's not. It is TNA. Uh, Don't email in corrections. There it is. Uh, A release suplex that sends Marco flying across the ring. Uh, He invites Marco to hit him. Marco with some head kicks, uh, quickly shut down by a shoulder tackle. You're going to die like everyone else. Uh, says Lance Archer. He gives them the blackout, which is like a modified crucifix power bomb, I guess. One, two, three. Archer wins at the end of the match. Throws Marco into the baby faces at ringside.
0: He literally threw that. He threw that little
1: man like yeah. like
0: a ragdoll around the
1: ring. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, there's there's always uh, a fear when a big guy goes against a little guy is that that wrestlers go up for you. So if I'm going to suplex you, you're throwing yourself. Yes. Uh, but then I'm giving you a little oomph. But the problem is when a big guy fights a really little guy the amount of oomph he gives the little guy versus the amount of oomph the little guy is giving himself can lead to injuries because yeah. you're, you're both throwing like, imagine a, a man at 260 pounds throwing that little man as hard as he can over his back. You could throw him a fucking football field. Uh, it's crazy. So, uh, gotta be careful. Uh, a lot of times when Brock starts throwing like frantic, uh, suplexes at people, mm-hmm. uh, they go up too much for him. I know the Sing brothers famously those guys are going to fly all over the place to hurt themselves because they're 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 undercompensate undercompesa- overcompensating yeah for yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, Marco seemed fine here. Brody Lee screaming at his followers in a vignette. One yawns, tiredness shows weakness. Said Brody Lee, "Is why are you tired?" Uh, so basically, we didn't talk about Brody Lee on last week's review. Uh, he's apparently doing a tongue in cheek Vince McMahon impression, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, things that Vince has has screamed uh, to people about. Uh, so apparently. It, uh, amongst the smarks, this is going around as oh he's he's like taken he's talking about like this is an old man is underestimating me and now I'm gonna act like this and well, it's kind of a big middle finger to Vince McMahon which AEW hasn't really done to this point so uh, and also it's not the outward uh, Vince McMahon that we all know so if you're watching this as a fan or you're watching Raw and SmackDown you don't know that's what this is. Uh, the, It's the Barbara Streisand effect. Are you familiar with that? No, term? not at all. Uh, Barbara Streisand's house was published on like a website or like a map website. Just her house with her address. Uh, not saying she lived there, but she asked for it to be taken down. And in asking for it to be taken down, thousands more people because she rose the stink now knew it was there. Yeah. So pe- circulating that Vince McMahon doesn't like this, in, this what's going on, and that he's upset about it makes that's why we know about that. Right?
0: Because they're not saying he, he's Vince's right. man.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Vince that's getting mad at seemingly nothing. They're not saying it's you, man. Anyway. Did uh, Ziggy just sneak into the... Both, this of room Both of them did. Okay. Good. That's good. Okay. Uh, now we have our debut of the Natural Nightmares versus Dark Order Jobbers. Double Team Flapjack one two three. 2, uh, We see the Natural Nightmares go over here in their, their first match. The Exalted one comes out for a stare down with the, with the nightmares and then power bombs his own minions for their failure. Uh, we come back from a commercial to find Jericho alone in his estate, sipping bubbly out of his hot tub, um, calling out the elite Nick's at home with a broken head and a new baby. Uh, so hopefully he's gone for a long time. Talks about, uh, Matt Hardy a bit as we hear Vanguard one slowly approaching, uh, in that, in that same shot they do where it's like Vanguard one and then Jericho talking, uh, really well Chris Jericho gets out of the hot tub to reveal he's Wears. wearing pants yeah. he's fully clothed from the waist down belt and all yeah uh he apologizes as best he can he cannot say the word sorry uh doing that like happy days gimmick he's doing it to the <laughs> robot he gives him a tiny t-shirt and the robot runs away Jericho releases his hounds including a small chihuahua that just stands on Multiple. the deck to try to chase down the drone uh throws his bubbly after the drone uh, fails to uh fails to connect tony reminds us that the tournament for the tnt championship belt will begin next week with cody versus sean spears in two weeks we will see colt cabana and lance archer uh and then mox and hagar will be that week as well we get a vignette of the young bucks running drills in a ring in their own yard in a community center it wasn't very clear i think it was a backyard maybe Um, they are staying positive amongst all of this uh, while well, one of them makes a recovery for for an ending return. That's our that's us checking in on the Bucks this week. Uh main event, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears versus Cody and Darby Allen. Uh I started taking notes as the hot tag went to Cody with a power slam, a kick out, a cutter, a kick out by Sammy, sharp shooter, crossroads, Cody tossed into the heels. Uh Britt Baker starts slapping him with her shoe at yeah. this point. Uh, Darby fires up with some uh, suicidas after a tag to him Sammy missile dropkick onto Darby who's on the railing on the outside the match breaks down at that point Darby climbs a 10 foot pole to do a coffin drop Uh, hey assholes he yells before he coffin drops off the pole Uh, So what happens here at the end is Sammy grabs a chair from under the ring to throw to Sean, who is the the chair man. When Sean Spears debuted on AW, he famously wrapped that chair around Cody's head and cut the back of his head open. Remember that? Oh, no. So he's about to smack Cody with it. Darby gets into the ring and pulls the chair away. Sammy pulls the chair away from Darby, distracting him, allowing Sean Spears to roll him up. And Darby is very upset about this. Cody goes over to thank him after the match for, hey, thanks for... Save me for a headshot. Uh, Darby pulls away from Cody and even shoves him. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we could see a rematch between Darby and Cody in this TNT tournament based on how the brackets are set up. So that sets that up. And that is the end of AEW Dynamite for April 1st. A good show. Uh, I would say that first one they did with no audience was uh, was the best. This is a close second. And then that one from last week was maybe the of the three, the worst so far. But they're putting on live wrestling. Uh, the, the, the personalities of the guys still shine through and you, you could, as long as you're able to do this, continue to do this for weeks. If you had to, that much is clear. Um, yeah, it, hel-
0: it helps to have the, um, extra people as the audience.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the noise or the bodies there remind you that, oh, it, like it, it takes, it, it suspends your disbelief yeah. as it were. <sighs> Speaking of suspending disbelief, total Bella's season five, episode <laughs> one. Which aired Thursday, April 2nd, on the E! Network. Total is, of course, uh, I haven't checked the ratings for this new season. uh, But, you know, they haven't admittedly been doing great. uh, Kind of diminishing returns on these reality shows. We are introduced properly to Artem, who is Nikki's new squeeze, a Russian dancer as it were. Uh, Coco and he may be moving in together. Uh, so this at the beginning here was a flash of everything that's going to happen this season. Some of it happened in this episode. Some of it seems like it's a ways off. Uh, Daniel, Bryan and Bree on the rocks. I have written family drama season preview episode preview. I don't know what's going on. Let's get to the show. Nikki and Artem living it up. L- Artem. Yeah. Living it up at a nightclub, having a good time. Uh, they're, they're just living life in Los Angeles. Things are great. Title Break Bam Phoenix, Arizona. Birdie, the daughter of Daniel Bryan and Bree, kicks open the bathroom door, uh, <laughs> revealing Brie peeing on a pregnancy test. And that sets the tone for Total Vela season five. Uh yeah, Bree's just all, just peeing on it. Good for her for, for being like, who ca- is it, who cares? This is my I life. I think at
0: this point she just doesn't care.
1: Um Brie tells us with between podcasts, doing things for WWE, running a wine brand and all the things they do. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, for Brie Bella right now. We cut back to Artem's house uh, where he is cooking Russian food. Don't know exactly what it was. Uh, Nikki alludes for the first time this episode to blowing him. Uh, they are sexy cooking. A lot of touching, a lot of arm touching, a lot of like uh, pottery making from Ghost, but yeah. with food. Uh, here, Nikki is building a house next to Bree in Arizona. When we watched that season finale uh, she last was week, she's moving to LA. She had moved to LA and yeah. would no longer be next to Bree, and they were crying about it. As of this, she is building a house next to Bree. They will be reunited very shortly. Daniel Bryan and Bree trying for baby number two. Uh, just the, if the pregnancy test didn't tip you off there, uh, Birdie talking about how uh, Mama goes poo poo a lot. <laughs> Uh, and they have a, g- a gale time about that. Artem, Russian cooking in Russian. Uh, Nikki tells him to speak Russian to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Commercial break. Artem has lost his job at Dancing <laughs> with the Stars.
0: <laughs> Poor guy. Oh my gosh.
1: Two days later, Artem has been cut from the show. He is visibly upset. Nikki uh he's not very empathetic uh to uh, empathetic to human emotions uh is kind of like what does this mean for us going forward uh kind of approaching the uh, very pragmatic uh in the scenario it's just like well what does this mean for our relationship and and for you uh and at that moment invites artem to live with her in Arizona that's the first time she invites him
0: on a podcast was it not no no,
1: no it was this scene and then oh. the next scene <laughs> Uh, Back in Arizona, yes. which they bounce between a lot. They are just on planes between Arizona and L.A. constantly. Uh, You get to see the Bellas record their podcast. Uh, Nikki's just like, time to record a podcast. And they're like, yep. Uh, Special guest this week, Artem, to discuss losing his job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nikki invites Artem again to live with her live on the podcast, and he accepts. Yes. Thank you. I have no job. Uh, we're not shown Nikki's... Un- uh, we are now shown Nikki's unfinished house. Mm-hmm. Bree confronts Nikki about asking Artem to move in with her just because it seems convenient. Uh, but maybe they aren't there at the, this point in the relationship.
0: I don't understand. Uh, they don't give any kind of timeline. So you don't know how long they've been together or not.
1: Right. So yeah. the the part with Artem at the... The stinger with Artem at the end of the last season could have been filmed a month ago. Yeah. With the production, right? When does this episode air? Okay, put this thing at the end with this guy that Nikki's with, right? Because people know that is already happening. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we all we also know that both of these Bellas end up pregnant. Yeah. So, no matter what happens in this episode, we know how this all shakes up. <clears throat> New York City, the Bellas are riding bikes uh, through Central Park, wearing high heels. Only and- Nikki's wearing high heels. So, yes. Uh, she's got to be fine. They're <laughs> launching a cosmetic line. What was the name of the cosmetic Uh one?
0: Nikki and Breezy. Sure. Um, it's a body skincare line. Oh. Like body cream. Uh,
1: the Water. girls take a break from riding bikes to drink wine in the park, which is not allowed, by the way. <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, Bree accuses Nikki of farting in front of Artem. Oh. There was enough of hey, uh, a scene she. that I wrote I wrote this down. Uh, red carpet event for their makeup line, I have written here. Uh, I guess body care line. Body. Uh, after body that, they line. go to a Russian tea house for lunch. Uh, Jamie and Danielle, friends of the Bellas, join them. Uh, they talk about fucking and swearing in Russian. Because they're classy ladies. Um, and they all tell Nikki she's moving too fast. That that uh you should not ask a man to move in with you just because he's lost his job on dancing with the stars. You hear time and time again. Uh, here's just another example. Back in Arizona, Brie and Mama Bella are at the lady doctors, uh talking to her about trying to get pregnant for eight months. Bree has been trying for a boy. Uh specifically. At, yes. At which point her mom and the doctor are like, what the fuck does that mean? That's not how this works. Uh, and then her mom asks her, "Who she's doing this for?" Bree very much not about having a second baby right now. Uh, to quote Bree, "Doesn't want. What am I going to have to do? Hire a second nanny? These are rich people problems. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, but Daniel Bryan very much wants a a son uh, to pass on the Danielson name, uh, and Bree just doesn't. She she Bree doesn't say not now. Bree seems more finitely. I I don't want any more babies. Yeah. Um. But then shit hits the fan. As uh, we're back in LA And Daniel Bryan has called Josie is seizuring And has been rushed to the hospital The
0: most emotional part
1: Yeah like if you've been watching Total Bellas and and Total Divas Every time Josie's on It's it's French Bulldog uh, Daniel Bryan's best friend apparently uh, And unfortunately Josie does not make it She passes away The group is in Arizona remembering Josie Daniel Bryan constantly has tears in his fucking eyes Oh my god Uh, He is packing for work He has to go on a road trip with WWE. They are missing their dog. Bree says she is jealous of what Josie offered to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan says uh, that he is is constantly lonely. And that Josie the dog uh, was one of the only beings in his house that would give him unconditional love and always be there for him. More so even than his daughter, wife, and other dog, Winston. Uh, Josie was it. Uh, So Bree's a little upset by this. Uh, And then as Daniel Bryan is about to walk out the door... Brie tells him that she does not want another child. <laughs> fuck, poor Daniel Bryan. Poor Daniel Bryan. Back to L.A. Lingerie shopping, baby. Artem and Nikki are going to try on some bras. Nikki shows us her ass and tits.
0: Very, a lot of it. Yes. yes. Uh,
1: so, yeah. you know, uh, shows uh, some different lingerie. Uh, some lingerie uh, that does not cover anything. Anything. Uh, ass out, tits out. Artem's having a good time. Has to sit on a couch, cover his boner <laughs> with a pillow. Yeah. They then sip wine as Nikki sits there in unpurchased lingerie, and asks Artem if they're moving too fast. <laughs> Artem's like, "Did you invite me lingerie shopping to ask me not to move in with you?
0: You gotta soften the blow somehow."
1: Uh, yeah. We cut to San Francisco SmackDown Live. Daniel Bryan versus Eric Rowan. Daniel Bryan explains his uh, feelings on the scenario, uh, and and very much wants another kid, but understands. Uh, It doesn't have to be right now. Big picture kind of thing. Uh, But poor Daniel Bryan. You realize that he worked the smackdown for just losing his dog and having this conversation with his wife. Poor Daniel Bryan is the name of this episode. Arizona, Daniel Bryan comes home. And he and Brie make up. Uh, This is where Daniel Bryan explains that he's lonely all the time. Uh, They agree it's not time for a second kid. Life plans change. And Daniel Bryan says he told a half-truth as he's going to be knocking up that Bella uh, at some point here. (laughs) Uh, And that was a little threatening in a way I didn't like. Next time on Total Bellas, Nikki and Artem shop for tools.
0: Oh, they do a lot of shopping.
1: And uh, Bree and Nikki are going to go see their dad, their estranged yes. father. Uh...
0: Their mom seems very upset about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know if he's a deadbeat. Uh, you think? seem to think we have met him before. I... Are you thinking of the Amy Winehouse documentary?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not thinking of the Amy Winehouse documentary. I feel like in a previous Season of Total Divas. Sure, they had gone and met up with their dad and had a dinner or something for, for the first time in a long time. Oh,
1: maybe, but that that could have been seven years ago.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah. But they have we have previously maybe seen him or yeah. they have seen him. Maybe not. Maybe not for years. But
1: right. Yeah. Uh, so that was our uh, uh, look into the lives of the Bellas. Uh, poor Artem. Hopefully he lands on his feet. <sighs> Let's talk about Wrestlemania. Uh, So Tim uh, sent us, listener of the podcast, an old bandmate of mine. Tim has sent us the question of uh, what did we think about how WWE handled uh, the Taker and Stales. Stales. (laughs) We're like Taker and Stales, am I right? (laughs) Taker and Styles WrestleMania Boneyard match. And I had no intention of watching WrestleMania, but I had heard things about this match from last night that people were pleasantly surprised by what they decided to do with it. And what they decided to do with it was fully produce it like it was a WWE uh, movie. Movie. Uh, And that's... Fine. Uh, I think on a previous episode of this, you can hear me saying I was hoping AEW would do more, more not staged, but more highly produced behind the stage things taking place not at an arena. And they have shown a lot of constraint. They outside of the, the drone stuff or whatever, uh, they really haven't left the arena. They're keep they're doing the same show uh, just without a crowd. And so far, so good. I have nothing wrong with what they did with this Taker-AJ Styles thing. And I think that, that the creativity of that kind of stuff uh, has a place right now. Obviously, it's a sport, quote-unquote, even though WWE does not refer to it as such. uh refer to sport as, as entertainment or whatever. But th- this was fine. Undertaker, I've said it again and again, I don't have an affinity for. I don't want to see him wrestle because it's a coin flip whether or not it will be embarrassing or just okay. Ziggy's here with to weigh in. Uh, A match like this where you have AJ Styles and you have his lackeys in in the OG, the the club, whatever you want to call them, uh, Gallows and Anderson, Uh, they're in like a junkyard graveyard, it's like someone's like sheet metal yard, like from Hoarders, but there's also party stuff, graveyard (laughs) decorations, which I was fully expecting. Yes. Hearst uh, pulls up with The Undertaker's mu- music playing. AJ Styles bu- uh, bounces out of a coffin in the back. You can already tell by the dynamic uh, camera angles and the amount of fog they're pumping in uh, what you are about to be in store for. Uh, Undertaker, Biker Taker, rides up. The American Badass on his motorcycle. They brawl around this, like I said, party decorations thing. Uh, got some jobbers in, in Reaper outfits coming out of a barn that's backlit. Uh, Taker beats them up. He beats up Gallows and Anderson. He's wheezing. He's on the ropes. AJ Styles is about to bury him. Uh, when Taker teleports behind him on a tractor, uh, pulls him to the top of this, this old barn, beats the shit out of everybody, throws AJ down through a pallet or a table or something like that. Uh, AJ begs him not to bury him. Taker, has none of that. Uh, there's a lot of talking throughout this match. It's about a 20 minute affair uh, between the two guys, and there was nothing wrong with this. And it was a perfectly good use of Undertaker, and it was pretty much the best thing you could have asked for uh, in terms of this. It, it's not. It never went so corny that it's like, I don't know. This, if you've watched WWE movies, that that was this. The way that action is is handled, that was this, and I have no problem with it. And I think the WWE, especially with how they treat their superstars and how they conduct themselves, doing things like this to even post just online, like on YouTube or something like that, having a wrestlers uh, fight uh, behind the scenes like this, I think is fine. Uh, and I can suspend my disbelief for it. And uh, we sat through the whole thing. And I'm like, you know what? For, for what, you, what this could have been, uh, this was fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think wrestling can, to answer Tim's question, I think res- pro-wrestling can do more of this, especially right now, uh, and it would be fine. For the rest of the card, uh, Becky Lynch beat Shayna Baszler, so Becky Lynch has beaten everybody in her division, plus the new girl on the scene, so who will beat Becky Lynch is the question. Uh, Braun Strowman, after saying some inappropriate things about uh, indie wrestlers getting another job to support themselves during the coronavirus uh who later apologized, uh, was, was given the ultimate punishment of winning the universal world championship from Goldberg. Uh,
0: why is it a punishment?
1: Oh, it was not the universal champions. No, just saying like, Oh, Braun said this, sh- this like awful shit about wrestlers and oh. then went and wins the, the championship. So good. Th- good to see he went he lo- wins, like learns his lesson. Yeah. Uh, some other matches on the card. I, like I said, we, we were just kind of in and out, uh, Gronk, and Mojo Rawley uh, hosting; those were those two douchebags uh, standing there. Gronk is a uh, NFL; he plays on he's the on, Patriots. He's signed with the WWE. He's
0: on uh, energy drink cans.
1: He's on an energy drink can. <laughs> That's what yes, from, he's yeah. the monster energy drink man, <laughs> and he's come to WWE to host their WrestleManias. Perfect. Uh, we saw Kevin Owens jump off the WrestleMania sign. Yeah. How about how's this for a WrestleMania moment? Probably could have done without that line. Darby's "Hey assholes" was uh, a <laughs> was much
0: better. Was much better. Yeah
1: uh looking more concise hey, if Kev- kevin owens can get away with that too he could yelled hey asshole and jumped onto seth anyways that was the show for this week i thank you as always for listening if you have a question or comment to submit please do so whenever you see the podcast posted otherwise lee at titsiceberg.com is my email at titsiceberg is us on social media Thank you for continuing to listen. You can uh, look forward to a public alpha podcast this coming Thursday, the night before Final Fantasy VII Remake launches, and uh, me and Reed will both be playing that that thing. Uh, hear more about what's happening in Honey K Island, our Animal Crossing town, that you can now follow on Twitter, at Honey K Island, uh, for snapshots of all the goings-on uh, as Animal Crossing continues to be played ad nauseum uh, under this roof during these times. Krista, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank
1: you. I'm Lee and we'll talk to you again next week. That's the Sultans of...